Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Hi, it's Julianne from Journey with Julianne, and I will be with Sanaya on Project Loving Myself to talk about well-being and wisdom. So we'll catch you guys there. You're listening to Project Loving Myself podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. We all have our own journey to take. To some, their personal journey may feel like a struggle, full of challenge, ups and downs, maybe more downs than up, luck not favoring them, or just plain tough in many ways. But I firmly believe we all get the circumstances and situations in our lives that we have, on some level, sanctioned. What does that mean? We have allowed certain experiences to show up in our lives so that we can grow through them. You've probably heard me say on an episode before that the negative situations in your life is not happening to you, it is happening for you. So really what I am saying is that you get the situations in your life that you can ultimately handle. There is an intelligence in this universe that runs through all things. And between what we need to learn and the situations that are present in our lives to teach us just that, we also have the support and love from the universe to climb our mountains and find our way out of those dark days. You have everything you need to push through the difficulties in your life. It is often in our low points that we seek help, we look for answers, we forge a way forward. And that is when the inner journey starts. The outer journey is what we go through in our life, but the inner journey takes us to finding those traits and qualities within ourselves that help us navigate and deal with our life in better ways. Robert Urich said, a healthy outside starts from the inside. The inner and outer journey must both be taken because they are complementary to each other. The outer adventure without inner personal development makes it feel like life is hard and difficult. It is a struggle. The inner journey without the outward experience 
doesn't allow us to put into practice what we learn in order for us to truly master it. So both journeys must be taken at the same time. Personal development on the inside and moving towards your goals and visions on the outside. Two halves of the same pie, opposite sides of the coin, like yin and yang. Don't wait for life to bring you problems and challenges that trigger your inward exploration. Start sinking into your inner world and get to know yourself, develop yourself, and equip yourself with all those qualities that will help you live your life better. Traits like persistence, strength, courage, love, understanding, compassion. All of these will impact the way you react to the situations in your life. Instead of being a victim, you can change the narrative and become an active participant, not even participant, the director of the story of your life. Rewriting the parts of it that you don't want and trading it in for an upgraded experience. That is what the healing and well-being journey does for you. This is Sanaya and you are taking the Project Loving Myself journey with me. On our episode today, we have Julian Ipapo, host of the Journey with Julian podcast. Julian is a lot of things, from entrepreneur, host, motivational speaker, content creator, and ultimately, a storyteller. She joins us today to uplift us with her stories of well-being and wisdom. Welcome to the show, Julian. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I was honestly in awe of your introduction. I felt like it was for me. Uh, and I think it's so beautiful to be able to have this opportunity to align with you and to share both of our stories to your audience. And hopefully my audience will also pitch in and listen to our conversation today. So thank you so much. Absolutely, Julian. I, I feel like it's a meeting of two minds that kind of have the same perspective or the same viewpoint on life. So I would love to learn from you. I would learn, I would love to learn from this conversation and I look forward to what's going to happen over the next uh, 45 minutes to an hour. Me too. I think it's going to be beneficial for me as well. I feel like I'm at that point in my usual month that I need my own advice. And so I think maybe you can relate to this, but you know, at the end of the day, even though people perceive us, you know, on a pedestal, usually because of what we say and how we share our lives to people, at the end of the day, we're still human beings and we'll go through ups and downs and sometimes we'll feel a bit stagnant. So I think right now I'm at that phase of the month wherein I personally need to hear what I share to other people from another person. And I think you are that blessing to me right now. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. But I totally relate to you, Julian, because I find that when I'm grappling with something in my life, when there's something going on, I seem to attract the clients, the students, and even people in my life who kind of want to hear something from me about that kind of a topic. And so as I'm working with them, I'm teaching myself, I'm learning from myself. And I'm also learning from their stories. So I do believe, you know, as I said in the introduction, there is this kind of energy that's working, you know, around us, within us, and it con connects us to the right people at the right time. Amen. Yeah, I completely agree. 
So tell me a little bit about yourself, Julian. You started Journey with Julian, this podcast that is inspiring just so many people out there. So tell me a little bit about how you got started, you know, what motivated you. Give me your story to begin with. All right. So honestly speaking, I'm just incredibly grateful for what's been my career path. And I never really imagined myself as a podcaster, but I did dream of becoming a motivational speaker as a child. I remember back in high school, successful people would go to our events. And I would always wonder... I was a silent kid back then. I didn't have much of a personality. I haven't really gone through anything in life. So I would always dream of inspiring people and doing what those people up on stage were doing to me, which was motivating me to become my best self. But I did not have any story to tell. right? And so when I went through some challenging times in my life, wherein I questioned my my worth and my existence in this universe, if I even really mattered, if people would be better off without me. So I really went to that, the bottom of that well that I usually talk about in motivational speeches that I give. And so I like to perceive those dark times in my life throughout high school and some chunks of college. I like to see it as God allowed me to experience certain things to help me find my purpose. Because if those bad things never happened to me, I don't think I would have ever come to these very deep realizations. And I don't think I would have this perception of the bigger picture of life, the importance of love, how every human being needs each other, and how we need to focus on what you said earlier on the internal world, the inner world, rather than everything external. So. That's kind of what started my journey on TikTok. And I've always wanted to be a content creator when I was a kid. I I grew up in America and I wanted to be a makeup guru. So I started talking in front of the camera and I was just experimenting, doing hauls. I'm an only child as well. So that was kind of my outlet because I had no siblings. And so my parents would leave me at home and I just have my, my very old MacBook, my dad's very old MacBook and film things on photo booth and upload them on YouTube. And I've always dreamt of doing that. I never really gained the confidence to until after college. And I took up marketing communication. So that very much kind of helped propel my career because I already had that background information on if I were a brand, how would I get people to connect with me if I had clients, etc. So I think that really helped me. I think maybe God guided me to that course as well. And you know, I'm just so thankful that my TikTok blew up very, very, very consistently until I had this community of people who wanted to support me and seemed like they needed my help. And these are things that I just also learned on my journey, very fortunate to have learned and have not given up in the past. And people were saying, oh, you should make a podcast. And I kept putting it off because it seemed like a lot of work until one of my now current best friends, Alec, I'm, I think you, you've met him before, Alec Goenka, was the last person to give me that push uh, through a message. And I never thought that's what would make us, you know, some of the bestest friends ever. And I'm so thankful that he also was one of the last people to motivate me to do this. Wow, what a story. <laughs> so it was it was your journey and it was something that you wanted to say to the world. 
content mm-hmm. creation was something you always wanted to do. Yeah. And I think the universe kind of put these little, you know, situations in your life that that brought you to where you are today. Mm-hmm. Now, the podcast. So when did you start the podcast? And what was kind of your, what, what did you want to say to people? What was your message? Mm. Okay, so I think that I started the podcast a little over a year ago. And it was, it was a beautiful and almost seamless thing for me to do. Because people actually won't know this, but some of my first few episodes were recorded on my phone. And I had to record it two or three times to figure out, <laughs> it's so funny, like humble beginnings, right? Uh, should it be this far or this far? Because if it's this near, it's going to be like, it's going to have, you know, my breath is going to be everywhere. So I was like, okay, let me like put it right here. And I like to think that my first three episodes are some of my best, actually, because it was so heartfelt and I just wanted to do it. I was like, if I don't do it, if not now, when uh, do I have to buy a mic? And I was so thankful that, you know, I got picked up by our network. Podcast Network Asia, um, thanks to some viral videos as well. And that propelled the podcast. But ultimately, it's about wisdom and wellness, similar to yours. And it's just what I think would be beneficial to people who are suffering the way that I have in the past. And just the, you know, everyday human struggle of getting out of bed and questioning your self worth and finding your purpose in life, or even if it's, people like us who do something like this, who help people, I think we also need these reminders. So I just wanted to create this sort of safe space saying that, okay, I'm also a student on this journey called life and you can come join me and embark with me on this journey and we can figure things out together. And I try to make it very simple, easy to grasp so that we can reach all age ranges. Amazing. Now, you mentioned that you became quite a TikTok sensation and you have amassed quite a big following. What does that tell you, Julian, about what people want and what they need right now? And you also mentioned you, you know, you started the podcast a year before this. I'm sure TikTok was not too long before that, that you started doing the videos. But if you just kind of look at what's been happening in this past year to two years, What is going on with people and what have you learned as you have shared all of this with your um, listeners? Yes, thank you. You know, it's very surprising to really get a hold of the fact that we are all suffering. And I think that throughout this journey as a content creator, someone whose content is being consumed on a regular basis on media, and you're getting feedback from people as well. And you know, very often you get these messages of people thanking you for saving their life. And, you know, you're just another human being and you never thought that you could have that impact. But there's a powerful thing to stories. And for example, me listening to your introduction earlier, I just felt so connected. I was like, hmm, I think God wants me to hear this right now. It's something that I for sure have said before, but nobody's really said to me very often. So to hear it coming from you, it had such a powerful, you know, it really propelled this conversation right now. And I think it's helping me share more. But there's so many people suffering. Some of my bullies from high school have messaged me and they listen to the podcast. And 
Uh, I don't even think they knew that they were some of my bullies. I think it was just part of their character. You know, when we were young, we were in high school, people were reckless. And I completely understand that. But it kind of made me more empathetic, even though I was already before and a little bit concerned, honestly, at the number of people who are struggling. Um, But at the same time, and I think maybe it is for you as well, it kind of motivates you. If your voice, if your story has an impact on even one human soul, what more if you exert a little bit more effort and reach more people and inspire another person who can do what you're doing and maybe potentially make the world a better place? And I used to think that was so cheesy. (laughs) I want to make the world a better place. Like, how can I make the world a better place? I'm just one person. But, you know, with the power of technology and faith... Uh, it's very possible to just reach a lot of people. When you look at kind of what's going on in the world, Julian, right? We, you know, you've identified it's the stories that connect us. It's Mm -hmm. people who are looking for that guidance, who are looking for, you know, just learning to love themselves or learning to pay attention to themselves. Kind of when you zoom out of it, Julian, what do you think is happening in the world Like you've come at a time where most people maybe, you know, kind of at your age are not thinking about making a difference and contributing to the world. And as cheesy as it sounds that I'm one person, can I make a difference? A lot of people at your age are not thinking about that. They're thinking about themselves. But I've seen Mm -hmm. the change and I've seen how much more self-aware people are and how much more people want to make a difference. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not everybody that actually acts upon that desire. You're one of those people who has, and you are making a difference. And with every message you get from somebody who's listening in or, you know, watching you on TikTok, you know the impact you're making on people. Okay. Mm. But what do you think is the situation out there right now? Why is it that people need wellness and wisdom and self-love and healing more than ever? Yes. Thank you for that question and for clarifying as well. You know, I'm surprised by the amount of people who are more self-aware now. But as much as more people are self-aware, especially in my age range, Gen Z and even millennials or, you know, the the younger community, there are so many distractions. Even I myself get distracted. And I think that's why I was mentioning to you earlier i think it was perfect time it is perfect timing for this conversation right now it's truly a blessing because even i as strong of you know i have a pretty strong mindset compared to i would say some people in my age range but when you get stuck on your phone on social media subconsciously we compare our lives to other people And as grateful and content as I am, and I have a routine and I have a great support system and I've already dealt with my past traumas, still very human. And every now and then I think of the things that I lack and I am very conscious with it. So I try to remind myself, okay, this is what you're thinking about right now. You should not think of that. List down the things that you're grateful for. Practice what you preach, right? But then it's just so easy to get off that routine and to be distracted and to see, you know, this materialistic world and wonder what you are lacking and be off balance. So 
instead of saying, you know, that's what's wrong with the people in my age range. That's why they need healing. That's why we need healing, um, including me. And I think it's very timely that you asked that question as well, because I've shared this with my parents and I realized that when I went out recently, I got off balance. You know, when I have my usual routine at home, very focused with my content creation, my purpose, wanting to serve God, wanting to serve others and just being very healthy in mind, body and spirit. I'm content. I, I don't feel like I need anything. I'm not much of a consumer. Uh, I love to read. I'll meditate. I just love the environment in my house and the fact that I could mostly work from home and just build this world for myself. But then the inner world. Yeah, the inner world. The, I'm just so- the inner world, right? <laughs> like when we're in that space of our inner world, mm-hmm. it's like everything's great and everything mm-hmm. is working for us. And we're so like aligned and in balance. Yeah. Then we step out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and it's it's necessary because we live in this reality where and we have to socialize and we have to, you know, make new experiences and meet new people. And so last week actually, I I went out to an event and I got ready for the event. I went to two separate places. I talked to so many people and then I went to this event. It was I was all glammed up, taking lots of photos feeling myself, which is great. And then I felt very spontaneous and wanted to go to a party and I haven't been in a while. And then I met new people there. And so I was overly stimulated from not being stimulated at all in my very peaceful inner world, just very happy by myself and my small circle. And then I stepped out of that and, you know, I tried to retain balance, but then I got tempted with things that got me very tired. And so these past few days from this week have been recovering and getting back into routine. And I think to myself, and, you know, if I am going through that, if I lost my balance, having that routine already and having this mindset, what about other people who don't have routines? What about other people who aren't conscious or they don't know their potential to get that inner peace? So I guess then it's, a responsibility for us and for people who are aware of that shift that people can make to share it with other people. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad we brought that up because I think we are in a generation where we're all distracted. You know, I'm distracted all the time with the different, Mm -hmm. you know, demands on my time, um, social media, everything going out, coming back into the world. I mean, there's so much going on all the time. And these distractions make it very hard for us to focus and to remember what is our purpose? What are we here for? What are the things I like to do for myself, which are my routines, my rituals? Maybe it's the meditation or the journaling or the eating healthy. I mean, how do you eat healthy if you're out every night of the week? How do you eat healthy if you're waking up late because, you know, you got thrown off your schedule because of things that you did that overstimulated you? And, and I think that's the struggle for a lot of people is that they're looking for wellness and well-being and they're making those corrective steps. But at the same time, it's hard to stay on that game, right? There's, it's hard for them to stay on their game because there's distractions and they get thrown off and then they get affected by things that are happening around them. So what do you, what has helped you, Julian? Like, as you know, as I've already heard from you, you're pretty dedicated. You're pretty committed to your desire to help people and make a difference and, you know, talk about 
all these wonderful, inspiring things. What has helped you to kind of tune out sometimes those, you know, the noise we say and kind of stay focused and stay driven to do what you want to do in the world, to contribute, to make a difference? Yes. Thank you for that. You know, honestly, whenever I feel lost and out of alignment and demotivated and tempted by all of these pleasurable external things that most of us human beings desire, I go back to the, you know, how temporary the world is. And I like to attribute a lot of my success at this age to my faith in God. And that's actually something that I often include in my podcast episodes. And whenever somebody tries to give me a compliment, of course, I'll try to accept it, but I really like to bring it back to God because those low points that I mentioned earlier have been very pivotal to my discovery of self. And it's very shocking that a lot of much older people listen to my uh, podcast episodes and support me on TikTok and on Instagram because I believe that the messages that I share out there, it's very universal and it revolves around love. It revolves around my faith in the Lord God. And whenever I do get tempted and get lost and crave for more of this material world, which I started feeling again about last week, I just think of how this is the materialistic realm and there's only so much that we can do here. And the most important thing for me is to be of service to God and to others. And I've tried to connect with other people who have different desires. And I never found any fulfillment with that. I felt icky inside. And I knew that to be happy in this world, I didn't need to feel like I belong to a certain crowd. I also, aside from God, I attribute it to my parents. I think that I'm an only child, so they really focused a lot on me and they didn't keep me so sheltered. They actually wanted me to meet many different kinds of people of different faith, of different cultures, different languages. They wanted me to go out, go out of the country, go out of town and just really live my life. And they trusted me so much and they raised me with faith. And that's really why I do what I do right now. I feel like if they didn't show me what genuine love was, if they didn't introduce me to God in just the right amount, they never forced me, they just introduced me and they gave me freedom to discover myself, what I wanted to believe in and what kinds of people I want to be. And so we have this very healthy dialogue for, you know, parent and child for some, you know, beautiful reason. And so whenever I do have these feelings as well, my go-to people would be honestly my parents. There's no shame. I think that's one of the most beautiful things. So even if I made a mistake, which I don't often do because I'm just very aware that God's watching me. <laughs> um, you know, I always have my, my parents and, you know, some very close friends and very few actually that I just really trust. But, you know, I feel like so many people lack that. Uh, maybe in their own household, they have like this shame. So they have this barrier 
And something I want to share with you as well, and I would love to hear your take on this. Uh, I'm sure you've talked to many people with with trauma. I mean, I read your article. You're pretty amazing. <laughs> you've helped multiple people professionally. Uh, I've encountered one of my close friends from the past a long time ago. And out of nowhere, this person, they share, they just dumped out all of their trauma to me. And I was so shocked. But they they were hiding all of their feelings for so long from their family, from their friends. Nobody knew what that person shared to me. And so it was so heavy on me because I was on vacation. <laughs> and uh, I had to come back as you know, a person to help my friend. And so I think that what I realized from that verbal communication of her, everything she went through, you know, all the anger that she should have shared with her parents were dumped to me. <laughs> and all the anger and frustration from her friends that she grew up with, you know, that she resented all of these people, it was all dumped to me. And I think that, you know, as shocked as I was, I think maybe I'm the right person for this because I actually have that threshold to kind of absorb and help you analyze through this and, you know, to verbally say that, you know, maybe you need professional help in the nicest way that I can. So I want to ask you actually real quick, what's your take uh, whenever somebody, you know, are you ever not ready for those things or... Are you always, you always have that mental capacity to provide support for people? That's such a great question, you know, um, Julian. So I've been, I've been working with people for more than 14 years at this point. Um, wow. I am, yeah, I'm a healer. I'm a well-being coach. I'm also a business coach. So I've been doing this kind of on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, I remember, I remember once I did a rough count of how many people I've worked with mm -hmm. over 14 years. And the number was, was north of 5,000 people that I wow. had worked with, you know, to help them deal with whatever is happening in their life. And the thing is, a lot of people ask me this question, like when you're working with people and they give you their stuff, how do you not go home with that? You know, and mm -hmm. how do you like just switch off of it? And really, that's how it is. You know, when I'm with a client or even anyone, you know, and this happens to me, by the way, all the time in a party, I go to a party, I go to lunch, I go to dinner, I go wherever I go. The person who is going through a tough time seeks me out and tells me their story. You know, it's just something that it's like the vibe I already give out because I've been doing this for so long. And people will tell you their story and their deepest traumas when they know they can trust you and when they know that they will not be judged. And that's really what it is. When you have mastered the ability to love people, not to judge them, not to, you know, criticize them and to be open to anything, then people are going to come to you. They're going to flock to you and they're going to know that you are holding the safe space for them. Mm -hmm. And as for kind of taking care of yourself, you know, I always look at it as I'm here for my client to help them with whatever's going on. But I don't see that trauma or that challenge or their difficulty as like, I don't look at it the same way they do, right? They look at it as, oh my God, I had this terrible trauma. I had this terrible thing happen to me, right? But I look at it as, 
wow, that thing must have happened to you for you to learn something really incredible. And the harder it is and the more difficult the trauma, the bigger I bet you that lesson is, you know, and the bigger the leap forward that is for you in your life. And, you know, to give you an example, I was talking to somebody um, a couple of weeks ago and he was very angry with his mother. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com for his childhood and to a point like he you know he had decided not to spend time with her and to cut her off and do things like that and I remember talking to him and he had a lot of this anger and resentment and for me it was like well okay I totally agree that things happened and it hurt you and you feel like a victim of the situation okay Mm -hmm. But what do you think that did for you? All that trauma you went through, what did it do, do for you? And this client of mine was like, well, I got stronger. I decided to pay attention to myself, to love myself, to focus on myself. And I realized I could do things alone. I realized that, you know, I could depend on myself. And so I took that very negative situation and kind of pivoted it in his mind so that he saw it differently. And by the end of the session, what was this big, heavy trauma was just like, oh, but that was just something I needed to go through. Again, back to what I said in the beginning, it happened for me, not to me. And just shifting that perspective almost takes all the negative energy out of it. And so when I'm working with people, the goal is to get from being that victim, being that person who feels hurt and overwhelmed and, you know, just so affected by that situation to kind of seeing that, wow, what I went through mattered. It made me who I am today. And you know what? Thank you for that experience. Thank you to the person who unfortunately took the brunt of all my anger and resentment, you know, and who played that role in my life, but they did something that actually helped me move forward in my life. And so I believe people are coming to you because you are able to hold that space for them. You are able to kind of be there for them without judgment. And that's why they feel comfortable dumping that trauma. But see, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know what to do with their anger. And so they kind of mm -hmm. dump it on you. And if and you're still probably trying to figure out, how do I deal with this, right? Mm -hmm. How do I take all of this that I'm not necessarily used to receiving? And how do mm -hmm. I help them let it go? And sometimes, you know what people need? They just need someone to listen to them. That's the biggest lesson I've learned. Sometimes people just need to be heard and understood. And I think even if you have no formal training at all in how to, let's say, heal a person, right? Just listening is such a huge thing to do for someone. It's such a big healing and holding that space of non-judgment, holding that space of just love and compassion and understanding. I think you're already doing a lot for that person. Especially if they couldn't talk to anybody in their life. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're coming to you. 
right? So Mm -hmm. they see that you're able to do something for them that a lot of people haven't been able to. So I would just kind of allow this to take place and make sure that you can tell the difference between their feelings and your own feelings and just send them love. You know, I think you're already doing something amazing for them by being there. Yeah. Thank you for also sharing that story. And it reminds me of how a long time ago, I'll share a quick story as well. When I first posted one of my mindset self-improvement TikToks, and mind you, this was before the three-minute allowance that TikTok has now. This was literally a 59-second TikTok. And I got an email. You know, I went to sleep. I I was here in front of my mirror. I was in my pajamas. And I was like, I want to make a TikTok today. Let me talk about a quote that shifted my mindset. No script. It just kind of came to me. And I talked about this quote from Lao Tzu. So Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu once said, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Your habits become your character and your character becomes your destiny. And I talked about how I'm so careful with what I consume, not just energy, but everything. So technology and the people that I follow and the friends that I allow into my life, because all of that that we consume affects who we become in our lives. And so a very, very simple for me, that was very simple because I really digested that quote and I really applied it into my life. And I got this email from a guy in South Africa who talked about how he shared this very simple TikTok of mine to his friend who's been battling addiction. So he had this drug addiction and he's just been laying in bed all day. And he showed my TikTok to this guy and he said, you know, this is the first time I saw my best friend jogging around again. He made breakfast today and he wants to get clean. And I think that's actually probably my first time like really getting goosebumps. I'm like, oh my goodness, like out of the you know, million people who watch this, there's one person who reached out to me that this one video actually made a difference. So maybe there are a few more in those people who watched who had that impact. And it's, it's the support of the people as well. And, you know, the wonderful realization that your simple words, your delivery, and the, you know, how genuine you are when you share these messages from even ancient people and your own realizations in your life, you know, that can make a difference. And I think that that's something that just motivates me uh, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And on that note, actually, Julian, what are your thoughts on mental health? I mean, really this person who benefited from what you said from that video you, you shared was stuck in bed, depressed, I'm sure going through, you know, mental health challenges. And I'm sure you come across quite a bit of it when you are talking to people and interacting with them or sharing with them. What are your thoughts on mental health and what are your experiences specifically with mental health? Mm -hmm. I have this interesting compassion towards people who do not understand the problems of mental health. Because when I was very depressed uh, during a time in college, one of my closest friends, she just kind of randomly shared with me and she didn't know that I was going through anything because I was very good at hiding it. I was a very bubbly, friendly, outspoken, always reciting, always participating in projects kind of student and friend. And so, you know, she told me that I don't understand people who have mental health issues. Why don't they just get over it? And she said that to me during a time when I was, you know, secretly suffering. And I really couldn't say much about it. 
you know, I didn't really have much of an answer. And I definitely did not want to open up to that person because then there was almost a shame that, oh, yeah, like, why don't we just get over it? Why is it so hard? And then she said, I've never been depressed and I've never thought about like ending my life. I don't like I get sad. I'll cry. But I don't understand those people. Those people. And to me, I'm like, oh, I, I understand those people for sure. But I don't want to tell you about it. So there's this sort of shame that comes with it. And, you know, I even when I opened up to some of my best friends in college, I I, I told them I was like, oh, OK, so during this time in college, I was actually going through something because this and that do you guys ever think of like not wanting to exist anymore? And they said, no. And so I was like, Oh my goodness. I'm part of that percent of people who have like mental health issues. And then I just thought that it was normal. I just thought that, you know, like being depressed was normal because, you know, I'm sure like everybody thinks about it, but apparently not. So there's still this barrier of people who don't understand because they feel like they won't be able to be, compassionate unless they actually experience it. So I think that's the importance, honestly, of communicating it to people that, you know, like I, I was so friendly and just super bubbly and seemed very confident wherein I was not, wherein I was questioning my purpose in this world every single day and nobody could ever pinpoint it. And actually, I, I just want to share that I did seek help when that was happening to me because, you know, they were, you know, in campaigns, they always say, like, talk to someone, ask for help. So I was like, okay, let me go to this person. I went to multiple professors. And I also went to a spiritual guidance counselor and just multiple people who are much older than me. And honestly, I think it was just my experience, but none of those, like, chunk of people were able to help me. It was really when... I took the steps that self-improvement books and successful people, healed people say to do, you know, cut off the bad, focus on the good, go to the gym, work out, sweat it out, educate yourself, learn how to meditate, pray more, like do, learn how to shift your mindset. So it was when I stopped relying, okay, I'm not going to get the answers from other people on how to fix my mental health. I have to discover it myself because I was seeking it. I was asking, I was asking, but I wasn't finding it. Instead, I got a little bit more lost. So really it was all about finding the self. And maybe honestly, it was rediscovering myself prior to depression. Like who was I before this? And can I you know, reconnect with my inner child and restore the happiness that I once had? You know, Julian, mental health is so interesting because I had done a little bit of research and I was trying to figure out, you know, how common is mental health issues? Like how many people are actually facing it? And the numbers are all over the place. You know, some people say 15%, some say 30%, some statistics say over 50% or in your lifetime, you're going to get hit with it at least, you know, once. And I think there is essentially like two things going on. Firstly, I think that there are people who understand mental health because they've been through a challenge and more so now, like during the pandemic. I mean, I think just in the Philippines, the numbers went up to like 20, 30 percent of people that were facing mental health issues. And that's just what's reported. I think the number is probably double that or even triple that, especially during the pandemic itself. But there are people who can't relate to it unless they've actually been through it. And so there's this conversation of, you know, half the people think that mental health is real and the other half of people don't understand it. They don't think it's real. 
So you've got that going on. The other thing that I think is going on is I think a lot of people have mental health challenges, but they don't know they have it. They don't recognize that what they're going through is actually a mental health issue. Okay. And I think also people don't understand what depression is or anxiety is, right? They don't really understand what's going on when they have certain feelings. I bet you when you were talking to those people and you were asking them about, you know, those kinds of questions, I bet you they said no. And some of them probably had been through that. They just didn't want to share it or they didn't want to admit to it. And I think that is why it's so important today that people talk about it and people share about it because, you know, for anyone going through mental health, the one thing they feel is really alone and they feel like no one can understand it. I want to share a story about something that I realized. So when I got into like well-being and healing, I was doing a lot of work on myself. And at one point, kind of not even early on, I was already well into working with people. I was already, you know, pretty much talking and doing, you know, speaking events about these different topics of well-being and wellness. And this one memory floated up into my mind. And I remembered being really young. I might have been like, six or eight years old. And I was really upset about something that was happening in my life. And I remember I was in my room all alone and I was really upset and I was really angry. And I thought to myself, you know, if I just jump out of the window, it'll all be over. I was six, seven or eight. And that was, I just thought of it once. I don't remember thinking about it like repeatedly, but I remember feeling so upset and so angry thinking, if I just jump out of the window, and I was on the fifth floor and they're like mountains. You can see mountains. I was living in Japan. You could see mountains behind me. And I remember thinking, you know, I could just jump out the window and it's over. And that's a mental health issue. Okay. That thought is not a normal thought, you know, and I didn't even, again, think about it repeatedly. But the fact that I had that thought at that age, that's a mental health issue. That's a mental health kind of signal or or a, a red flag right there. And so I think people have all kinds of these challenges. They're just not aware of it. You know, when that memory came up, I actually sat down and, and I worked on myself and I kind of recognized that I did feel a lack of safety. I did feel like a lack of love in my life at that time. And there were a lot of issues that explain why those kind of thoughts had come to me at that time. Okay. And that's probably why I went on to become, you know, who I am today, which is to help people with all these kinds of challenges and issues because I had to work on myself. I had to heal myself. And that is what brought me to this path or this journey of working with people. What do you think, Julian, were those kinds of turning points in your life or those kinds of incidences that led you to what you do today? Mm hmm. Well, you know, similar to what your younger self thought of, I, I too had similar thoughts, but mine were, mine was a simple thought when I was in high school. So it kind of just, you know, I, I didn't know myself yet and I just wanted to belong and I felt like I was being bullied. I actually remember being in a the group of girls and I was like, wait a second. Oh my goodness, you're bullying me. <laughs> So, yeah, I was just really, I was such a sheep before and I would just follow. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to become a motivational speaker is because I wanted people to listen to me. Like I wanted people to respect me. And 
one of the challenges that I went through, you know, being bullied and ridiculed at a young age because, you know, I allowed it to happen to me. Uh, even though I'm super tall in real life, I'm very tall, but I'm like a gentle giant for sure. And I allowed other people to pick on me is that I kind of promised myself and I prayed to God. I was like, I, I wish I will, you know, Lord guide me. One day these people will remember me for something good that I do. Uh, even though I don't know myself right now, even though it's so hard for me to change and to stop being friendly to people who are so mean to me. And I think that's an answered prayer. And it's also amazing because now I get to help those people who are struggling, even though they were mean to me or they still need character development. So that's one thing for sure. And then in college, I think there was a sort of betrayal that I went through. And it was very, very intense for me because the betrayal was between myself and a person that I shared my depression with. And so that one person that I thought I could trust, uh, that one person who I share the most embarrassing part of me, the part that I'm most shameful for, which are these thoughts and these, you know, the bad part of me that does not want to be here, you know, that really forced me to figure things out by myself. And I actually developed trust issues after that. I thought to myself, if I was so honest to this one person uh, who I loved and trusted, yet they could not be there for me, who could be there for me? Maybe I'm just too much. That's what I thought. Maybe I can't share this to anyone because they wouldn't have the capacity to handle me. And that's when I started really seeking things within myself. Uh, that's when I started, you know, not going out as much and going to the gym instead. I used to cry at the gym. <laughs> Such a movie. I remember being alone in Anytime Fitness and, you know, I would take back in my old house, I would take a tricycle uh, after school every time, even if I'm tired, because, you know, that's what the TED Talks say. You know, if you really want to do something, you just got to do it. No excuses. That's the only way you'll see change. And I would listen to these kind of like yelling music on Spotify, not really podcasts. And they would just scream at you. These like dudes with very intense voices with loud music. And they tell you like, pick yourself back up. You're the only person who can make a change. Prove them wrong. Prove your past self wrong. Uh, you're the person who will change, you know, your family dynamic. If you're going through a generational negative cycle, you're the one who's going to change that. Show people who you can be. So I listened to like screaming of those dudes in my head. I listened to multiple TED Talks. I really seriously educated myself doing sit-ups, doing all of these workouts, and sometimes crying in front of the mirror. Thank God I had the room to myself, you know, where you do yoga in the dance classes. <laughs> Thank God. But there was a CCTV there, so I was sure people who worked there knew I was going through something. And, you know, I kind of wish there was a documentary of that because I feel like it's so funny. But that was so pivotal for me. It was really me digesting and acting upon what I was learning all at the same time and cutting off, you know, the people who I knew weren't good for me. And like what you mentioned earlier, for the person that you, you know, helped, you helped work through their mindset, you know, you shifted their mindset. I, I too developed something like that. So I started seeing the people who betrayed me uh, during the lowest point in my life, you know, wherein I was actually vulnerable. I saw that as a blessing because now looking back at it, they could not provide any value 
I was a much more materialistic person when I was with them. Uh, I was chasing to attain something unattainable in this in this world when I was with them. And when they were out of my life and I was out of theirs, I was able to connect with real people and real friends that up to this day I'm still friends with and you know can provide value in my life. And if that had not happened, I don't think I would be with those friends. I don't think I would be a TikTok content creator, motivational speaker, podcaster. Uh, uh, so ultimately, it's such a blessing. And I realized this recently as well. Again, when I stumbled upon content on social media of, of this person, I realized that I really was able to forgive that person. Because before I could not say their name out loud or else I would be so angry and sad. But I'm happy if that person is happy and the people, I'm happy if they're happy. And I realize, I recognize that they too are just human beings on this earth. We come from the same source. You know, we're both children of God. And, you know, maybe they made a big mistake to me you know maybe they really hurt me and even now i see that they definitely were in the wrong but i forgive them and you know we still have the rest of our journey to figure things out and i hope that things go well for them and their future family <laughs> so it's right. really such a growth yeah yeah because forgiveness is freedom right forgiveness yeah. is how you let go and how you move forward and how you you bid them well and then you move forward taking only those positive lessons that you could get out mm -hmm. of that situation. And that's the beauty of life that we, mm -hmm. we grow and we learn and we keep going on that journey of life. Right now, Julian, what tips would you like to share with our audience? I mean, I know you have so much um, wisdom to share. What would be kind of your top tips to share with people that you've learned and that you like to speak about? Um, in your TikToks, on your podcast. Yes. So recently, and I'm so thankful for this, I was part of a commercial for a bank here in the Philippines. And the reason why I was, they, they got me was because I represented, you know, wellness content creator on TikTok. So that's why I'm like, wow, I'm so thankful that's what I did or else I would have like so much more competition if I did fashion or beauty or something that wasn't really for me. And, and for that commercial, they asked me to pretend to journal. So I was like, wow, I'm really known for journaling, I guess, and for talking about quotes and such. And so that that would be one of my main things. One of my main advices is to journal. And to my to my friend who opened up to me as well, I told her to journal because if she feels like, you know, people wouldn't support her in her life or she would be too ashamed, your journal can keep a lot of secrets for you. And it's also beautiful to look back on it and see your progress as a person Second off, I would say a piece of advice that one of my professors that I reached out to before, he was very shocked. It was one of my ethics professors. I went to my philosophy professors and this one, he was shocked that I was going through so much because he was like, oh my goodness, you're such a good student. Like I thought you were just happy and popular. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm so sad. And then I just started crying to him after class one time. And, and he said that he couldn't really offer any advice because it already seemed that I would know what advice to give to myself when I expressed my emotions to him. And he just told me to take it one day at a time and that he too was going through his own things. And what keeps him going is knowing that to get through life, you just have to get through this one day and the next day and the next day. 
So that really shifted my perception on struggling in life. Because if I get it through one day, mission accomplished for the day, you know, tomorrow is another problem or another opportunity rather to get through it. And third off, and my final piece of advice for our dear listeners is that prayers move mountains. And it's so incredible. Sometimes I think that whenever I speak to God through prayer, he works mystically through the universe to answer my prayers or to even, you know, get rid of my doubts. And it's this very overwhelming feeling. And I know that for some people, praying is not common or it wasn't taught in their household. They never really knew about it, but it's just so powerful. You have to humble yourself. I think to have a effective prayer session and meditation, meditating through prayer as well, you have to humble yourself and recognize that you're just a human being and you don't know everything and you can never know everything, but you do the best to be, you know, this version of yourself. And um, yeah, this prayer moves mountains and it takes a lot of practice to really feel, to really feel like it's working and to actually see through a gratitude mindset and this new lens of seeing life that you know what? Prayer does move mountains. So those are my top three tips. You know what I love, Julian, about what you said is in these three tips, you have shared something that I believe is a very powerful lesson for everyone to understand, which is at the end of the day, you always have yourself. You know, the first tip you talked about was journaling and you don't need anyone to journal. You just need yourself. You need a blank sheet of paper and a pencil or a pen. And you write, you pour it all out. You know, I tell people all the time, you don't need to go and confront someone and like sort out your problems or vent out to them or fight back. Okay, you don't actually need to do it. Write everything you feel, pour it out that way. And then if you need to, you know, tear up that piece of paper. I used to write emails to people who I felt like I needed to say something to them. This is like before I recognized that I don't even need to do that anymore. But I used to write these emails and then pour it all out. And then I would never send them because that was a practice I had learned from someone I was following at that time. And then I got to a point where I realized I don't even need to write the email. You know, I just need to kind of think through what I'm feeling, express them and then let it go. Right. Whatever the, what happened with the other person, that's their story. That's their cross to bear. They will figure it out. I got to only be concerned with how I feel and what I'm carrying from that. So you said journaling. And then the second point you made was how you went to your professor and your professor shared that he was going through something himself. And he told you that you have the answers and it's, it's true. You know, all our answers lie within us. And the other thing is everybody does have something going on. You know, you might think that somebody else can come and save you or somebody else that, you know, can, can rescue you from your situation or tell you what to do. But the, at, at the end of the day, everyone's got their own stuff going on. Unless you're going to a professional who's doing this as their full-time job or, you know, if they're professionally doing that, which is helping you, coaching you, healing you. At the end of the day, everybody's got something going on. And often people give you advice based on their experiences. And that might not be the best advice. So if you can turn to yourself, you always have yourself. And finally, the third thing that you said, um, you talked about prayer moves mountains. 
And prayer is really your communication with God. That's what it is. It is you talking to God. And all of these three tips are essentially saying the one thing that you always have yourself and you can rely on yourself. And you are your whole inner and outer world. I love that we're ending this episode on such a powerful note. Um, I always end the podcast with a Project Loving Myself quote, message, mantra. So Julian, can you share what yours is? And that's kind of where we will, uh, we will bid adieu to our listeners for today. Go ahead. Yes. So for today, I believe my mantra and also my journal next to me, it has it written down. I am enough. So to our dear listeners, my friend, you are enough. You are not lacking. Maybe you just have to rediscover things that you thought you lost, but they're not really lost. They're still there. You just have to look for it again. So you are enough. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Perfect. Perfect message, Julian. Perfect message to everything we've talked about today. Yes, thank you so much. This was very healing, even for myself. And I, it's such a privilege to be on your podcast. And I can't wait to have you on my podcast as well in the future. Thank you so much, Julian. I really enjoyed discussing things with you. I love having you on the show and bringing in kind of your energy and your um, perspective. I also um, am very grateful for everything you've shared and for the messages that you've shared with our audience. Now, if people want to listen in, they want to listen to your podcast, they want to find you, they want to follow you, how do they get in touch? All right. So guys, please do follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Julianne Ipapo. And you can listen to my podcast, Journey with Julianne, here on Spotify as well. And I look forward to learning and growing with you. Thank you again so much for having me. This was a blessing for sure. All right. We're good. Journey with Julian and Project Loving Myself with Sanaya. We have come together today to pool in our thoughts and share them with all of you. Let me know how this episode landed with you. Share your insights or biggest takeaways from today's episode. Subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it today. I would love to know what you think of this podcast, so drop me a rating and give me a review. Feel free to post your review on stories and tag at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamal. Episodes release weekly on Mondays, so catch me each week. It's a date, you, me, and yourself. Our quote for today, health is a state of body, wellness is a state of being, as said by Jay Sanford. So are you just your body or do you see yourself as an entire being? the inward and the outward journey taken together. That is the question to ponder over today. But no matter where you are on your self-love journey, you are loved. Thank you for joining me today on Project Loving Myself. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by 
پاد میشین با بای The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. 